you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome, go-to-market leaders. Have you heard about Inbound coming up again in 2021? There are over 70,000 global attendees that's going to come in for marketing, sales, and customer success. Should be fun. If you don't know Inbound, Inbound is hosted with love by HubSpot, and I'm again partnering up with them this year to share the love across the board. So if you want to grab your ticket, you are in the right in place. I have a code for you. It's called Future CMO. You get 15% off and you can register for uh, the LinkedIn conference. Again, the show notes, you'll have all the details. Go to inbound.com, register, use the code Future CMO. It is one of the best events that happen on the planet. Boom. All right, Sangram here. Uh, guess what? We're doing a live on today. What's uh, 2029. I don't know whose idea was it, but we're going to get to it. And we got more than, seems like 20 people who wants to share their confessions and resolution, confession for 2020 and resolution for 2021. So that's going to be fun. So I'm going to spend like less than 30 seconds on what's coming up. So everybody gets a feel for it. And then we're just going to jump into it. So number one, we're going we're gonna to have Deanna in, uh, on February 24th. I wanted to bring her first because her story as of becoming a CMO and what they're doing at their company of giving second chances to women who have been incarcerated, over 200,000 women that they've been able to place into jobs is fascinating. So if you follow me, uh, just remember to just tune in. It's typically on noon on Wednesdays, what's happened uh, when we do live. Uh, and there will be events created already uh, for her name. So just check that out. And it will be fascinating to see her story. Uh, but very quickly, in January 6th, I'm going to have April Dunford. Uh, who's going to talk about product positioning and marketing. So that's going to be fun. She wrote an awesome book called Obviously Awesome. So that's going to be really cool. Then here are the two people that I'm a big fan of. Number one, I'm a big fan of Andy Stanley. Some of you already know him. Uh, he has written, I think, over 12 or 15 books. Uh, he wrote another book called Better Decision, Fewer Regrets. I'm a big fan of that. I read the whole book. It has five questions and we're going to go through that. So that's happening on January 20th. Again, all these events are already created in the events you can see uh, up there. And then we're going to have Tim Elmore. He's going to talk about when you are a leader in a multi-generational companies right now, the way they are, you have millennials, you have Generation Z, you got boomers. How do you lead? So I'm going to have him on February 20th. So, so all, all that to say is that there's a ton of events happening every other week, typically on Wednesday. So you look at the event if you follow me and you can see in. So with that, we're going to jump into confessions and resolutions. So let me bring in some of the folks who actually are responsible for this to happen. Daryl, Judd, Mike, how are you doing? Happy New Year's-ish. And hey, is this are, the, are we in the confessional right now? I'm just kind of curious. How does you're, that work? We're always in the confessional, Daryl. <laughs> I used to be a box up, up there, but, but, but real quick, like quickly, you all are responsible for this. I don't know why we're doing it on the 29th. Who was the one who came up with this idea and why are we doing it on the 29th? I'm going to blame you simply because you said you had no friends and no one to play with. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, um, I'll that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does have, I mean, it was supposed to be wear your tacky sweater. And as you can see, three of us four ignored our own marketing promotion 
you know we're CMOs when we ignore our own marketing. But then Sangram was dressed by his wife, and this is the best he could do. Yeah, this is actually a really nice one. She didn't think she's ugly. Come on. It looks like an elf shirt. Like it's got the little things on the top. What's up with that? I don't know. Ask my wife about that. So, so Dal, you're the CRO, CMO turned CRO. Judd, you are like a super awesome consultant as well as hiring people into CMO roles. And Michael, you're the, the CMO at uh, Revenue Analytics. All three of you, we wanted to get do this thing and we have over 20 people right now who want to join in. So I want to start with each one of you. Who, well, what's your confession for 2020? Dal, set the stage for it. I'll start with you. Then I want to go to Mike and Judd and then we're going to bring in people. We got... Sandy, Zoli, Imran, Lisa, Kira, bunch of folks uh, that I want to bring in and have them share. So, Dalla, why, why don't you kick it off? Okay, so when we did this, my expectation was maybe people say, oh, I really screwed the pooch. I did this. And what was amazing, when you see some of these confessions, I mean, you guys, you blew me away. Some of these confessions are so heartfelt and earnest and, and, and personal. So I'm going to start off not being heartfelt and personal. I'm going to start off being stupid. So when COVID hit, so we were big, big, big people using webinars and live streams, huge productions, studios, the whole nine yards. And that was our bread and butter. When it hit, I saw this, it just production quality go down the, the, the crapper. It was awful. And I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to pull back on this live stream thing and this whole video thing, because people are going to get so overwhelmed and put out with the bad board quality that then when we turn it back on, they're going to love us and we're going to be rock stars. We're going to say, yeah, that's it there. Who the hell knew that instead what was going to happen was it was just going to blow up. And then we'd see all these dynamic social communities happen every, you know, zoom coffee talks, nonstop, nonstop. So for a guy, a CMO, made his money and his reputation on video, I totally confessed to blowing it in 2020 on what was going to happen as a result of COVID. That's my confession. I screwed up big time. Wait, Daryl also confessed. That's not a video background, is it? That is not a, no, no, because as people walk by. (laughs) Because we're locked down here and, and I live in the country and my video is so horrible that I have to actually go rent a space for productions like this. So I'm kind of working from home-ish. This is a shared office space, and this is live. Oh, man, that is fascinating. All right, Mike, and then Judd, share your confession, your resolution. What, what, what was the worst thing you did in 2020 that made you like, ah, I wish I would have fixed that? Jeez, worst thing. I mean, there's, there's so many. I don't know if we have, I have time for all of these. But uh, I think, honestly, for, for me, I had a, a bit of, of a, a hard time with um, – as a generalist, right? So I grew up knowing how to do everything from product marketing to, to branding to uh, Marcom, MarkOps, uh, you know, and that was a great thing while I was building my team and, and hiring my team because I knew kind of what was important and what to look for with those folks. And I always kind of looked at uh, jumping in and helping as getting in the foxholes with them and being able to, to be someone they can rely on and they can see me getting my hands dirty too. And, you know, I think I discovered this year, uh, you know, everyone's cramped. Everyone's trying to get more out of less. And while in my head, I was being right beside folks, I started to realize that I was kind of creeping in a little bit on my team's ability to to execute uh, on their own vision. Right. And so if you have me right next to someone else who's reporting to me and I have an idea, you know, the bias is going to be to take my idea as opposed to letting them run with theirs. And so 
you know, I swore I'd never micromanage. I don't think I'll put it in that category still, but I discovered that I was getting too close and I was too in the weeds. And, you know, at the later stages of Q4, I did manage to kind of pull myself out of it a little bit. Um, but that's that's my confession is that, you know, despite best of intentions, I wound up being way too in the lead in the weeds, which is as a marketing leader, something we can't do. Yeah, I, I find myself like, Dal, what do you think? Have you been there? Oh, I've been there. In fact, I had employees years ago come into my office. My first time I was a head of marketing, a VP of marketing. They came into my office and they shut the door and I'm like, what's up, guys? And they're like, dude, you're killing us because everything we do, you then go and correct. You will, you're so much better than we are because you're more experienced. You're always going to find something. When are you going to trust us to do the job? And I was like, wow, blew my mind because I was like, I didn't, I didn't think I was doing that. But I, you really understand the impact it has on the morale and the confidence of your team or their inability to move because they expect you to either just take over. So from that point on, I changed my style. Uh, I made sure that when the, when there was a, a, a critical crisis that I could jump in. Otherwise, what I learned to do was say, if it's good enough to get the job done, then it's good enough to go live. Maybe it's not how I would have done it, but I'm not going to quibble over, you know, it being perfect because that's how you grow. And then I can use that if, they, if it does underperform, I can use that as a teaching moment rather than me just correcting them all the time. So totally real, lead from the front, but maybe not totally from the front. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's totally totally fair i think for for me kind of using the, the bad analogy here from being in the foxhole to like you said daryl now i'm saying that I, i'm basically that emergency parachute so i'm always here if you need me i'm always here to jump in the last second but i need to be your last option not the not the first person that that hops in along with you i love it all right well before i get lisa on to share her uh confession resolution because she i see her i can see her if i don't see you and if you want to be live I want to make sure I see your face so that I can pull you up there. Uh, but 10 bucks to the person who tells, who puts in the comments, what's the movie behind Daryl? I will literally send you 10 bucks after that, because that is a, a Matthew McConaughey movie. I think I know it, but I don't remember it. Like, oh my God. So, so whoever tells me that, that'd be fascinating. And but for, the record, for the record, Matthew has already taken his shirt off at least once that I've seen, just so we're clear on that. Okay? Yeah. I, I want to know how you can say McConaughey flawlessly, but it comes to McHoney. Mick, Mick, honey. Yes, I mean, I'm just saying. You take your shirt off, dude, I'll call you correct every time. Okay? There we go. And Thank the viewership you. went down to two, it looks like. It's not good. <laughs> Thank you, Michael uh, McHoney. I got that. I got that. Uh, all right. Judd, you hire... CMOs and CROs for a living. You have been doing that for over 10 years. You and I started at the Peak Community where Mike and, and Daryl, you are the co-host of the CMO group for Peak Community, which really what got us this thing going. Joe, what do you see people making confessions and resolutions around? Ooh. You know, it's really funny. This has been a, a strange year, obviously, for most. You know, we, we contemplating wearing masks and social distancing over video today. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people. We, you, you'd think a lot of people were, the, and of course, thank you, Daryl. You look wonderful. Um, a lot of people would be in a down, downward trend, and I'm seeing a lot of growth happening. And a lot of the confessions around uh, this, this kind of not sure where to go with the growth due to the uncertainty, you know, kind of this, this, kind of black hole of like, we're growing and we should run with it, but I'm afraid. 
And, and I've heard a lot of people kind of trying to push forward, but very tentatively, where sometimes it's cost them. Uh, and especially around hiring good people, you know, one of the things that I've heard a couple times is we should have pulled the trigger. They waited too long. They thought maybe, you know, the, the market was going to open up and all the best people were going to flood it. Well, if you've got the best people, they're, they're staying where they are. Uh, people aren't getting rid of them. And if you find a great person, pull the trigger. So, you know, there, there's definitely, uh, I've heard quite a bit of that. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I can attest to that. All right. I'm going to bring Lisa on first. And then, and then I'm going to just bring in a bunch of the folks because we have a whole confession list that Daryl and Mike and Jordan, we can go through that. But since we have people that are live who are ready to share their confession 21, why don't we bring that up? What do you say? While you're doing that, I just want to, because you offer 10 bucks. I yeah. see here that both Heather and Lisa, according to the timestamps, are both showing 12.08 Eastern said how to lose a guy in 10 days. In 10 days yes. And that's the correct answer. So I don't know if they get five bucks each, but there you go. All right, Heather, I owe you 10 bucks. I know you're in the community, so I know how to get to you. And so is Christine. I believe you are in too, Christina. So, so Lisa, Lisa. I honestly, Lisa. Sharapata. Oh, there you go. Well, why don't we just bring her in and ask her straight up? Lisa, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. All right, Lisa, you, you're, just tell a little bit about yourself. And then, then I know you have been in a new role doing new things. And then we can jump into your confession resolution. Yeah, well, actually, it kind of all ties together. So I'll just give you my some context and, and tell you my resolution and my confession at the same time. So, um, so I've been in marketing for over 20 years. And this year, I found myself the first time ever in my career looking for a new job, which was, uh, you know, kind of a big gut check. And a chance to reflect. And I know everyone's kind of had that opportunity this year, but when you, like, at least for me, not having a job for the first time ever, you know, it was a, it was a reality check for sure. And I really needed to dig deep and, and take some time to think about, you know, what is it that I love doing? What am I all about? How did I get here? Why, you know, why did this happen? <laughs> kind of things. And, um, you know, I got to a point where I'm like, I know where I want to go. You know, I, I want to get into that CMO role. I love orchestrating things. I can see the big picture. I'm great at connecting all the dots. I, I want to create amazing experiences, all those things. But I, I need to do some reflecting to figure out like, where am I at today? And what is it going to take to get there? And my biggest learning was, you know, I grew up kind of through the ranks, getting promoted within um, you know, things kind of like an old manager, director, CMO hiring me in their new job, right? Like always having someone pulling me along with them. And I needed to figure out all of a sudden how to come into a new organization and start with zero reputation, you know, no one on my team that I've worked with before and, and figure all that out. And so, um, one of the things I spent some time over the summer doing as I was looking for this job was going back to some of the basics, like um, five dysfunctions of a team, for example, and really thinking about my first team and my second team. And my first team has always been the team I run, the team I'm, you know, yeah. 
supposed to be in charge of, right? But to me, that that was my first priority. I'm going to take care of my people. We're going to set a vision. We're all going to work together. And what I realized is I need to really spend some time building the relationships across the people at my functional level and really getting into it with them and not being afraid to have some conflict and not being afraid to, you know, push the boundaries. And that was the only way my team, my, what was my first team in my mind and my heart was going to get what they needed to get their job done is if I paved the way across all the different layers and all the different parts of the company, you know, to do that. And like in prior roles, I'd earned that respect with those leaders, but I never really spent the time to build it from scratch. And so that's my goal in 2021. And that's like kind of the, the biggest, I think, misstep I took this year and something, you know, I've been working towards since I started this new job is really focusing on kind of laying the groundwork across the whole organization and not being afraid of conflict and just, you know, going in and working with that first team. Do you have something to say? Oh my, how much, how much time do we got? Lisa, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I genuinely am so proud of you. Um, the first time Sangram and I had our first live stream together, he asked me a question. Who are the two people that a new CMO should get best buds with, especially in an organization where you don't know anybody? You're new. You don't have anybody, as you said, paving the way, a trusted advisor there. And I said the head of HR and the head of finance, because they help you, you know, insights into your people, find the best people, and then they help you with the budget. Those are the right things. You're, but what I really love about what you said was not be afraid of conflict. One of the things we've seen over and over again in our CMO, peak CMO group, is the fact that the CMO has to command, demand, take that respect, not just wait for it to be imbued upon them. And to do that, you've got to create conflict because you've got to challenge the status quo. And then you've got to back it up with good results. You're on the right track, sister. You, I love what you're doing. You're going to have an awesome 2021. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. Thanks. <laughs> I think Lisa, I, I have known you for like, what, the whole this year since we started, you, you're, you're leading you and Kira, you both are leading the emerging CMO group in the peak. And all the time that I've known you, I've known one thing about you is that you're not afraid. Like you're, you're ready to go. You, you may, the one thing that I know is that that is helping you move forward. You're not afraid. Now, do you question, do you, do you challenge and you're ready to ask people for help? You're looking for mentorship. And I think that is one thing I hope more people would do. Like, I want to do more of that in next year. Quite frankly, I do these live out of pure personal curiosity because I want to know what goes on in Mike's and Daryl's and Judd's head. And so I'm like, hey, why don't you come on live? And they never say no. So I'm like, yeah, let's just do that. Um, or I'll, I'll do all these live because I want to hear how Andy Stanley thinks about leading an organization that has a, such a big footprint out there in the globe. And I want to know that. And it's hard to just sit around and have that conversation, but I can actually pull them on live and ask that. So I honestly do that. And I've seen you do that, which is you would reach out to several folks to learn and hear their feedback and still make your own decision, but you have vice counsel around you. And I think that's a commendable thing to do. And it takes a lot of humility to do that. Awesome. All Thank right. you. Very cool. Lisa. Sandrum, I don't know if you've already gotten lined up, but if you don't, I want to say, and if, and if Dirk is in the room, he would be a ph phenomenal follow-up to what Lisa was just talking. 
Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna pull other folks in because there are folks. Alisa, I'm gonna boot you out, but I'm gonna uh, you stay online because I want to make sure that we we have you back on. So now I want to bring on Kira because Kira has been on this journey herself. Kira, you have been at big companies, big organizations. Uh, you've done a whole bunch of things. You had a complete detour of your career. Share what your confession and your routine has been. Yeah, and Sangran, thank you for having me here and the other guys as well. So. I must say I'm actually okay because in the last month of 2020, I did what I wanted to do. I left my corporate job. I went for self-employed. So that counts, right, for 2020. So I'm good. But what I wanted to share, and that's not from a management perspective, just from the grounds. My last organization here in Canada, in Toronto, uh, where I failed miserably with the pandemic is I did not migrate my in-the-office, walking-the-floor behavior into Zoom. So in my normal days, you know, my heels were clinking all around the office, up and down in the elevator, walking to Starbucks and back. And that's what was my value. That is how I was collecting information over the uh, cooler, water cooler conversations over the coffee. And that's how I could help where others couldn't. And now in the Zoom environment, it was too comfortable to continue that. So it looks like I limited myself to only scheduled conversations. And I didn't only lose a lot of information, I lost part of my personal brand. And I wasn't as helpful as I was in the office. So this is something that I realized later on, and that was already difficult to fix. So what I want to say is, don't let the comfort take over. Don't be like Kira. Talk to people. And for next year, it's quite straightforward. Now, when I have set up my own company, not only marketing advisory, but mostly the digital platform for running small and medium businesses, this is something that I need to focus on. I need to master the focus because I cannot do everything, although I might be able to. I need to set goals. I need to learn to build propositions. I need to learn to be a business development person. I'm lucky. I, I love talking to people. And then I need to coach myself on arranging my day. Time flies. Months fly away, fly by. I need to fix that. So focus on business development and focus on scheduling the day. I'm going to because... Kara, you said something that I think is really imperative, not just from the past, but for the future is the personal brand where you said you let it slide. And, and I'm going to say that I think personal brand is one of the biggest, most imperative focuses for marketers moving forward into 2021. Um, and a lot of people think that if I don't work on it, I don't have one. You have a personal brand, whether you know it or not. Everybody thinks of you in a certain way. And if you're not focused on developing it in the right way, you're, you're going the wrong direction. And a lot of people also think that personal brand is only external, but that in the office personal brand is so imperative, not just for your growth, but for your, you to be able to function and do your job properly. So uh, the mm -hmm. fact that you even recognize it, I mean, like, that's amazing. And I'm really hoping that people really take the reins on their personal brand this year and push because it is, you know, as, as I say a lot, marketers are the worst marketers of themselves. And this is a great year to start. Absolutely. The one thing I'll say, so you're now in the world of being your own independent consultant, having been there myself many years ago. And after eight years of doing that, going back to working for the man, if you will, um, 
what makes you strong? You said it was your ability to have your heels clicking around and you talking to all these people in the organization. That's actually even more important as a consultant because what happens when you're a consultant is you get hired by the CEO or the CMO and they say, this is my problem. I need you to fix it. But you're only getting their point of view. Sometimes the person who hired you is actually the problem. So make an effort to go reach to everybody else who are you, you shouldn't be talking to, but go pick up and call the CFO or call the head of IT or whomever and get their insights. It will do huge for you. Plus, since you're in business development now, you're always looking to upsell, baby. And that's how you do it. You develop those relationships. I'll do well. Thank you. Right from the CRO's mouth. Seriously. Honestly, after doing this and having done this in the past, I stopped doing these lives where we have people come in and share their feedback and just have this open, honest, raw conversation. I almost feel like, man, I mean, if people feel like, should we do this once a month or something like that, where we just open up and let people share their honest view of where they are in their career. And maybe some folks like Mike, who has gone through that, Judd, who has been helping others, Dal, who have gone from like CMO to CRO. I mean, some of us have gone through that journey, but we all wish we would have other people telling us, coaching us, and, and just a lot of times we just don't know who to ask. And maybe we can become that, mm-hmm. that band of people around on that. And I'm digging the conversation going on in the chat right now. It's fantastic. Kira, you've got so much love. People's loving on you right now. They're encouraging you. They're loving you. And this is fantastic. So many people offering themselves up. This is brilliant. So by you sharing Confessing Today, my friend, you're actually connecting with somebody who's going through the exact same thing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Absolutely. Thank you, Kira. I'm, I'm just sharing some of these comments from like, you know, I admire your confession, went through the same process. All the best for 2021. Uh, yes, it's like there are like a bunch of, bunch of different comments from Scott and, uh, and Sean. And uh, there is also uh, Clint, like, you know, here you go. My computer can be some different. <laughs> well, Clint, maybe you should go on live because we can get, get your uh, conf- conf- confession on that. Uh, we also have Sean and others. So Kira, as, as Daryl said, tons of love for you. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you, guys. You know, awesome. kind of building off of something that, that Kira was talking yeah. about, you know, pollinating around with, with different ideas in the office and saying her, what you said about picking the brains of other folks. Uh, I think one, one of the biggest things I can say on Peak that I've enjoyed is connecting with other marketing leaders and being able to, to pick their brains. And so uh, early on, I had a bunch of inbound inquiries of folks that were, you know, wanting some support, maybe some folks who were looking to advance in their careers. And I took those calls and was happy to do so. And I realized, boy, I, I was missing out by not doing the same thing myself. And I think that's something that I'm looking forward to in 2021 is, you know what? It's not all about what's in my head. And I got to reach out and, and pick the brains of folks like Daryl and Sangram and the rest of the folks in the yeah. community, uh, because it's, it's those thoughts that can really inspire us and move us forward. It's so true you say that because I'm actually myself going, I need a peak community, but for CROs right now, because I'm in the exact same boat. So uh, maybe Sangram, Judd, you know, you want to branch out. <laughs> we hear you, Daryl. We hear you. I don't want to get this this to be lost because, uh, as Daryl said, there were some truly heartfelt uh, and really open and vulnerable things that were sent in. But uh, hats off to, to to Sangram for admitting his love for How to Lose a Guy uh, in ten days. <laughs> I think really brave, remarkable. Um, I'm wearing this sweater, so I think I can be pretty vulnerable <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, let, let me bring in, there are like, again, tons of folks uh, jumping in over here. If I see your face, I'm going to pull you live so you can actually have, so if you can, just get your camera on so I can pull you in because I want to make sure you do that. And I see Clint on, so I'm like, Clint, you had a ton of comments. Okay. 
pull you in. How you doing? Hey, baby. Doing all right. Hey, Daryl, Judd, Sangram, Michael, good to see you guys. So I will, uh, I will not name names to uh, protect the guilty, but there's a famous quote from uh, Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm. Ooh. That's deep. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I just said. I just, I, my mic was off. That's deep. And it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's from, from coworkers to people you're interviewing with, to people who you, you think you've known for years, uh, especially at times like this of chaos and stress. Uh, that's where real, real personalities uh, rear their ugly head, you might say. And so, uh, you know, just just keep your eyes and ears open. But uh, my my uh, resolution for 2021, and thanks for calling me in because I mentioned it the last time. So uh, helping these people uh, with a nonprofit help or motivate everybody coming up with a series of books to help kids with special needs and disabilities to raise their self-esteem and to teach other children tolerance, compassion and inclusion for those with special needs and disabilities. So uh, be looking for a GoFundMe non- nonprofit uh, to pop up on your screen sometime soon. Uh, yeah, buy, buy books for you, buy, buy books for the Children's Hospital. Oh, cool. yeah. that's awesome. What an awesome cause. You know, one of the things, Judd and I talked about this. I, I imagine where we, we started, like a lot of, all of us are pretty familiar with the community now, is like, Imagine, I'm, I'm starting to imagine like one day we all would be as a community, take a day and actually do something as a community. We don't need to be part of a company to do that. We can do that just part of a community because that's really where our hearts are. That's where we learn. That's where we can share when things are not going well, when things are going well. We, we want this, this people around us, surrounding us, so supporting us, championing us. And I see that happen now a lot every day almost in, in the community. And I feel like we need that in our lives. And I imagine, like, Jordan and I were talking about this earlier, like, what if, like, in 2021, we picked a day or a week or a cause and said, let's get behind something as a community and do something for it? Uh, and I think that's one of the things. So, Clint, this, this is going to be on my heart as I think about it in 2021. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys up to speed on it, and I'll send just more information. It's, it's coming on. But, you know, one in five U.S. households has a child with special needs, disability, or chronic disease. And it's kind of under the... And so we want to hit them first, second, and third grade before the grade school clicks kick in. So people can all grow up more accepting and inclusive. So it's a dream. So every marketing person needs a dream, right? Dream big, baby. And you got a big addressable market there, ironically. So you have a need. <laughs> Feel it, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Clint. Um, I'm going to bring, uh, there are a few few more folks online Jump in. I want to jump in. But is there something, Dal, Mike, we had a ton of confessions coming in from other people. Were there something that you want to just share? Like, oh, that was really fun. That was really interesting. That, that kind of caught your attention. I, I'll jump in here and then, Mike, maybe you can jump in one. One of the ones that came on here was, um, was really, really good because uh, we talked about being a brand ambassador. And Judd talked about, uh, you know, you have your brand, whether you know it or not, good or bad. One of these confessions that came in says, I wish I would have activated our internal team more to help spread thought leadership and the content that we produce. In other mm-hmm. words, they made great stuff, but their confession was they didn't have enough people. And it's on, the, they're taking the blame for not going to all these people and saying, 
Can I get you in front of a camera? Can I get you speaking at an event? Can I get you at peak? Can I get you on a webinar? Can I get you on a podcast? Can I get you to share this with an influencer? And that's true because otherwise you'll never, ever scale. Love that confession. Yeah. I think the one that, that hit home for me was, uh, we had a couple couple that were around the same thing. I'm, so I'm paraphrasing here, which was, uh, as a CMO, I am just too disorganized and I, I don't have my things together and I, I know I should be better. And what I can say to that is asking for help. I can tell you firsthand, uh, our marketing coordinator, Megan Hall, who's just an absolute rock star, uh, incredible, incredible uh, marketing uh, leader that's on our team, helps helps me in so many imaginable ways. So everything from project management, but also personally. And so being able to have people that are on your team that can help you organize in addition to everything that you can do yourself. So again, looking to, to have other folks help you and asking for that help, I think is really important. On a related um, note, on the organization one, on a totally related, different way of looking at it, this person said, I'm spinning so many plates. It's a miracle I didn't drop them all. I want to be more organized, productive, and not drop plates. So we're seeing that over and over again. So if you're feeling like you're self-doubting yourself, like you suck, you've got imposter syndrome, because if only they knew how disorganized you were, my friends, you are not alone. I'm there with you. Oh, man. I, I love that. Let, let me bring, bring Gaurav in now. Gaurav, yeah, man. can you hear us? Hey, yeah. We hear you guys. Awesome, man. So Gaurav, you, you obviously are part of the Peak CMO group. You have been, you've been so good. You've been part of that. Lisa and Kira told me you have been in the emerging CMO group, sharing with them how to do budgets and stuff. So you're a giver. You've done that several times over. So I appreciate you just for doing that. And you even hung out with Judd in DC. That's a big deal to hung out with Judd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spending time so, with me at the ruffle. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Judd, you are a CMO at a pretty gigantic company. To share a little bit about that, and, and then we'll jump into your, your confession resolution. Yeah, so I think a couple of things about me. I, my friends tell me I'm the wrong industry at the wrong time. I started in the travel industry, 9-11 hit. Then I went financial services, uh, 2008 hit. Now I'm again back in financial services. And uh, I'm at Penfair Credit Union. It's, it's a fairly large $26 billion company. We got 3,000 people. And uh, this role was newly created for me in June or July of 2019. So like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan till you get punched in the face or the mouth. And I really came in, hey, four, four months, five months of planning. The board blessed everything. Uh, we had a kick-ass January and February, and then COVID hits. And, and the two confessions is one, one confession. I never thought remote could work. Remote working could work. So I was probably one of the people, yeah, I, I'll do it. But I don't think for marketing it really works because we don't need to be in the same room and plan. I think that was a myth. And now you ask me, fast forward nine months, I think remote really works. So we just need to make it work. I never knew about, I mean, I mean, to be very honest, Angram, you've introduced me to so much new technology, which is kind of like being live. I said, wow, these tools exist and you can't, you don't have to pay for it. So that's kind of the second thing. And, and the last thing was pretty important for, for me was I shouldn't have paused when I did. I think FAIR took over uh, in March. And the entire world was shutting down. And then we said, guys, why are we shutting down? And the good news was we didn't stop marketing. We paused for two weeks. Then we said, guys, let's just kind of switch it on. I didn't know the answers, but took the gamble. We knew the data points. 
I hung out with Jad, uh, highlight of, of, of the year uh, <laughs> in, in DC and saying, hey, how can we find talent? And I, like Sangram, you said, I thought talent was easier to find, especially in DC because Marriott had challenges, Hilton had some challenges that we could really recruit, but the good people were staying. So, so we ended the year on a high note, but I think like Jad said, hey, internal branding is pretty important. I'm not a micromanager, but I thought I needed to be, but I'm glad, glad I did not micromanage. The team really did all the work and I was basically giving them air cover, working with the CFO, with our CEO saying, what should we be doing? Talking to them every day on text messaging and phone calls. Zoom was just about status meetings, but how do we make sure that we are in front of uh, our members, we are in front of our executive team to make sure we can pivot? And I'm still learning. I don't have all the answers. Uh, we're still learning, but it's been a good year for us. We're hoping COVID goes away in 2021, but it's a new normal for us. So. That is- I'm going to just chime in. So one thing outside of Garb being great at, at, at picking good wine and food. Um, one thing that, that, that I found with him, and I find that all the best leaders seem to have, is this desire to elevate their people. And I saw this multiple times in spending time with him, helping him to identify some talent, things along those lines, where he put them in positions to be successful. And I think that that is a battle cry for 2021 is elevate your people, put them in positions to be successful, and you're going to reap the benefits as well as grow yourself. And that, I mean, so I, my, my hat's off to you, Gaurav. I, I, I truly meant it the first time I told you, and I still mean it, you know, it, it is not the norm. Um, and the greatest that I've seen, they, they tend to do those things. So, and, and one thing nobody knows about me, I'm, I'm an accidental marketer. My undergrads in engineering, I thought I'll, I'll be a geek. I'll be a geek. I didn't like marketing when I was building the first company. I said, wow, marketing is fluff. But fast forward, never say never. And I think everybody is a marketer in the company. I think one of the lessons I've learned is listen to feedback because everybody has a view about their creative, about what you're doing wrong. How do you incorporate that feedback and say, yeah, we understand, we take into consideration, but still deliver on what the business wants, right? So I think that's probably the biggest challenge for me every day. Everybody has a comment on the creative you do. Everybody has a comment on the campaign you, you, you run. Everybody has a view on why everybody else is doing a better job than you. So it's, it's okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to hop on something right there that Garb just said, which is uh, everybody is a marketer. And uh, if you were a marketer, you've been there for a while, you know, that's absolutely true. But recently, uh, you know, kind of joking aside, that like, everybody's a marketer. If you flip that around, everybody is a marketer and you start to be more receptive to those ideas as opposed to trying to defend your own, just being more receptive to what those things are. Uh, I think it can flip it around. And instead of trying to be defensive about it, it does allow, allow for some other ideas. But I think the, the main thing that I learned from what Garv said is uh, if he's in finance, uh, markets are going down. If he's in travel, travel is going to have an issue. He's in banking now. So I'm just saying maybe go take your money out now is what I'm hearing. Is that gold? Gold. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I can't forecast. No, I think it's important, right? Because I think at the end of the day is take feedback. I, I really kind of, Leverage. I'm glad I joined. I don't know how I joined the peak community. Maybe it's Jad or Sangram. And I think collective good, the power of the network is most important. The ideas you get from people is how can you leverage those and create something great? I think we're running a 2021 campaign now. And we started getting feedback from our people and our members way back in September. Not the agency idea. It was our members and our employees. And then we kind of took it to the next level. So I think I really start 
thinking about how can you leverage other people's feedback and making it their own versus it's basically the CEO's idea or the CMO's idea, or the head of brand or head of creative never works. I love Clint's comment. My first mentor told me everyone believes they're experts in two areas, their own and marketing. And that is so, so, so true. I love it. Everyone has an opinion on marketing. Well, there's, there's another, there are a few comments that I want to pull up as, as you brought it because you touched a lot of nerves. And, and next up, I'm going to bring in Mitch and Zoli and Connor. Uh, Connor, I don't think, I don't see your faces. So if you want to be alive, just let me make sure that I see your face. So I know you're real and it's not a bot because a lot of times it will, it will happen. But let me just bring in next one. As we have an interlude here, uh, Sangram, since you gave your, your trivia one around earlier, I have a, a Christmas-themed shirt here and $10 to whoever can tell me who this is. I heard. The, the, uh, well, you can't be, come on. I'm the I got, there's money on the line. I'm the, yeah, I, money, I'm man. Come on. Real money. Real money. Oh, my God. Oh I wouldn't God. be a marketer if I didn't take money. I know where you live, man, so I'm going to collect. That's, that's a, yeah, okay. Fair. Uh, then Judd wins, actually. That's how it is. Ah, let's just see some of these uh, confessions. Like, I love Sean's. Yeah, like let's just, Sean is like my confession uh, from uh, for my CMO, CRO, CSO. I haven't paid attention to hardly any sales statistics in 2020. Only marketing. Sean, you might want to come live and explain that because that is really interesting. And 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 Dal, you're now a CMO, CRO. Like, what's your take on that? You know, well, my take is that the fact that Sean recognizes that. And says, mea culpa, huge future for Sean. Too many marketers don't recognize that. Sangram, uh, Michael, you know, we've been on these sessions before where I've said, if you really want to be a kick-ass CMO one day, if you're in an emerging CMO group, make sure you understand every single sales stat that your counterparts are tracked and measured and rewarded by and monitor those and go one step further and actually pick up a phone and, you know, make some sales calls. Do that and you'll understand the, you know, the customer you're serving, which is sales. So, Sean, I love that you're doing that. More salespeople need to be so self-aware that they, they, they fall short and they don't do that. Well done. Congrats, man. That's awesome. That, that's super cool. And again, uh, lots of love, Garov, to a lot of your comments that you made. I think, I think this is so, it shouldn't be surprising, but as we were talking yesterday, Daryl, Judd, and uh, Mike, we were just talking about this. Hey, how do we want to do this thing? And we're like, are people going to truly be vulnerable or is it going to be just like over the fluff? And at this point, I can clearly say, no, it's not fluff. People are being real. People are open to talk about it. They're recognizing the challenges. And I, I think that that makes every one of us a better leader out there. So, Garok, thank you so much for what you do, man. All right. Thank you. One last comment, Sangram, if you're okay, is that I think yeah. one thing I've learned is that know your sales statistics. I know my cost per acquisition. I know how much money we make for every product. So anybody who wants to be in marketing really needs to understand the business, right? Understand the true business KPIs and people are going to respect you for that. It's so true. Literally, my CEO came to me, uh, came to his whole management team in December, and he said, give me three KPIs you want to follow, which are going to lead to OKRs and away we go. So I gave him my three KPIs. One of them was CAC, you know, customer acquisition mm-hmm. costs. And he came back to me and he says, it's a really good thing you have this as one of your KPIs. In other words, if I hadn't have put down my acquisition costs as something I wanted to track in 2021, mm-hmm. he would have beat me up. So that just tells you something. Gorab, you're right on it, man. You're on it. All right. I, I love it. I, I would love people to drop in the comments. What is one of those KPIs that you, you that you care about that you think that your CEO, CMO, CFO cares about? Because if your metrics are not one of what they care about, 
you're toasted. So drop in the comments that you think is the most important metric you should be reporting on and actually get yourself uncomfortable because it's not easy to, uh, to look at cost per acquisition. It's so much easier to look at leads, look at number of downloads, just show traffic to the website, all the things that you're careful of or, or know about. But what you're talking about, that takes some math. That takes the effort to work with the salesperson and the CFL. So girl, thank you for that last step because I think I'm curious if people actually look at those metrics or not. So Gaurav, again, thank you so Thanks much, man. Great Happy comment you. there by Scott Marker. Awesome comment. Awesome. All right. Let's, uh, man, this is, this is on fire. I think we can keep going. And there are like 25 more people on it. So I don't know how we're going to get to all of it. But if you're trying to get in and can't, just know that there's only 10 people at, this, at the time that I can put in a, uh, in a stream or a backstage. So if you're not able to get in the backstage, that's what's happening. So. Let me just bring in Mitch. Uh, Mitch, Mitch. you hey, have Mitch. been there for a while in the backstage. Thank you for hanging in there. Oh, can't I hear you. Mute, man. Uh, the quarter of 2020. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, we have to spell that. Uh, oh, I see some of those comments. Uh, pipeline and ops, pipeline created, cost per acquisition, lifetime value for customer. Marketing return on investment. I don't know how you calculate. Woody, you need to explain that. Marketing return on investment. CAC to LTV. Like that's really, really good one. I see Lisa talking about closed one conversion rates. Christina saying marketing campaigns are all right. Love, love this coming. Mitch, can you, can, uh, can we hear you? No, we can't hear you still. Might be a mute button on the StreamYard or on your phone. Check your settings. Yeah, check your settings. Yeah, check your settings. While you're trying, I don't want to lose you because you've been waiting in the back end. So we'll wait for you for a minute uh, while you're doing. Uh, just- Mitch did drop into the chat what he was saying. I don't know if we want to kind of read that off while we're waiting uh, to see if we can fix his audio. So he said, right. Mitch said, I'm responsible for sales only and learn we tried to market earlier in 2020, but blew up our initial attempt. So I'm trying to pick up the pieces and build a solid foundation for 2021. Mm. All right. No one's ever been there, have they? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate to that at all. Oh. Well, Mitch keeps on working on his audio. I want to share one here that I think is so important. Um, this individual said, I wish I had steered my marketing strategy better and wouldn't have allowed management and other teams to interrupt permanently, which led to reaction, but not a proactive leadership. How many of us are guilty of that, right? where you think you know the plan because this is what you do. You do it every day. You know it better than anybody else. And yet you don't advocate enough for your plan. You don't build consensus enough for your plan. And then it gets detracted. Best lesson I ever learned when I was in emerging, when I was the first time VP of marketing. I've shared the story a couple of times. So if, I, if you've heard it, I apologize. We'd go into these executive meetings all the time and I would bring up great ideas and they would get shot down every single time. And my chief technology officer would bring up stupid ideas and they loved his. Now, he was about 20 years older than me. So finally, one day I go into his office afterwards and I'm frustrated. And I said, dude, what are you doing? Like, that I get shot down, but you don't. And he goes, oh, Daryl, you're so cute. You <laughs> think that in a meeting, we actually discuss things. No, I've lobbied everybody weeks in advance before I bring it up at that meeting. So they all think it's their decision. That's how you generate advocacy. You do it behind the scenes. Best life lesson ever as a marketer. Uh, man, I mean, I can tell you, uh, Mitch, if you can, you still hear you. If not, we'll, we'll have to move on. Uh, thank, thank you so much for, uh, for being, being on the stream, man. Uh, 
Dude, like I can go on and on on that specific one because it literally was the number one reason why I got fired. Like a lot of people don't know, but I have actually been fired because I would go in with this ball of energy, like, hey, we got to go do this thing. It's a great big idea. And I will like, with everything I got, like, you know, you all know me, like, this is how I roll every single day. Even in, even if we want to go on a, in a park, I will pitch it to my family as it is the greatest idea in the world. And I realized that, no, I need to like talk, talk to the people first. And it, it took me a while. I got fired once and I'm like, why? I'm actually bringing in, I'm trying to service to the organization. I'm bringing the idea. Like, no, you're actually coming in as an arrogant person who thinks who has the best idea, you need to get all these people on the same plate who are ultimately are going to support your idea. And I thought that was politics. Yep. And it was. Nope. And if you don't know Sangram, he's not joking. He is a ball of energy with these ideas. Let me tell you. But, but man, I'll tell you now, now the way that you lobby and the way that you bring things has, like I see it on a regular because we communicate regularly. And I can't imagine, you know, you walk into something and you hear it for the first time, you're just going to agree. It's, it's you know, Daryl, genius, genius. <laughs> so flattery, flattery is the trick. Okay, I've got it. Okay, John, what's up, fellas? Sean? How's it going, Sean? Rock star. How's it going, Sean, everybody? You, you have been dropping some really great comments. You've been tuned in, and you actually got all of our attention. So I literally booted a couple of people to get you on because your comment had a lot of frill to it. So, Sean, share what's on your mind. Yeah, I mean, the the comment really came from because so we're I'm standing in our new studio because we're an events company, right? And so in March, March 11th is the day that the World Health Organization declared a pandemic. I remember because Billy, our founder, president, and I were in New York City. We were walking around. We were meeting with the NFL, with Citizens Bank and VaynerMedia, Gary Vaynerchuk's company. And um, I was sitting in an Irish pub restaurant having lunch and up on the news pops it's, it's a pandemic. And we go back and literally our business basically got canceled, right? Not, not in like the cool, funny, like cancel culture kind of way. No, like our business, like our revenue went from, we were, we were a pretty healthy company into now like nothing. And so literally we went back home and we built our first studio. I'm standing in our second one. Now we're, we're redesigning it now with even better equipment. And even though my lighting looks like crap right now, I'm, I wasn't prepared to come on live with you guys. You guys all look amazing. Um, oh, but, you know, I, I'm the one put a lot of work in here by wearing this sweater. Not like them. Like, they're wearing, like, suits. <laughs> well, at least Michael's got the sweater with the vest. And he still looks great, right? So, or not the vest, the, uh, the jacket. But, so like, the, the statistics that I started paying attention to only was marketing because I basically said, hey, we've got to redesign our business. We had to go from a live events, a live MC, a live production business to we have to re- rebrand ourselves in our client's mind as a virtual events company. And so literally the only thing I started paying attention to was our YouTube channel, which has actually kind of blown up. We went, we gained 13,000 subscribers this year uh, on YouTube, which was awesome. We went in 2019, we started it and we're at over 22,000 subscribers now, which is awesome. We had one video that we put up right back in March that is now over 550,000 views. And mm-hmm. it was all about virtual. So we started just paying attention just to anything virtual that we could think of. Doing webinars and how many people are attending webinars, how many people are liking our social media, all that kind of stuff. And, and I didn't even care how much we were getting paid to do a virtual event. We were just like, we've just got to get any money we can in 
And finally in December, we had a profitable month. Um, so it was really, really exciting, but that was now in 2021, we are, we actually just decided and, and don't go revealing this to my team because my team doesn't even know this yet. I don't think they're watching. Um, our word for 2021 is rebuild. And so we've just got to, now that we have survived 2020, now that we have actually like cash flow coming in, our word is rebuild. And so I want to rebuild, not like the marketing is kind of going. So we don't need to necessarily rebuild there, but we need to re rebuild our sales process and our customer success process in order to keep the momentum going. Like if you know the, the flywheel concept by Jim yes. Collins, right? Yep. So the flywheel was super heavy and a pain in the ass. Sorry for cursing, but it was. And, uh, and now that we have it going, we can finally take our hands off of that side and start focusing on other sides of the business. I, I think, I think Sean just hit the best resolution for everybody in peak for 2021 with the rebuild theme. And I won't steal it. It's yours, but I, <laughs> but I love it. I think that's exactly what we're all doing. We're going, okay, where do we go from here and rebuild? I think is spot on. And it's going to be a pain in the ass too, by the way, but I love it. The flywheel <laughs> analogy is, See, I can swear too. So the flywheel analogy is awesome because it's, it's, it's so true. And for those who don't know the flywheel analogy, it's the premise that it's hard to get going at first. It takes a lot of effort. You got to push it and push it and push it. But after a while, it gets its own momentum. Then it goes mm -hmm. faster and faster and faster and life is grand. Yep. So that's what rebuilding is all about. It's making that flywheel go faster and faster and faster. But it's going to be yep. slow to start. That's what you need to understand. Yep. Love I love this, John. And Sean. This this is something for you because you know uh, Lydia mentioned this like good lighting is nice but smart messaging is even better like that's that's fun when I think about everything you could do to create life out there of any sort to get get you just put light I I, I was reading uh, John Maxwell's thing he said like look what gets him going as a leader because he's written so many books and he talks to so many leadership things he said what's interesting is that think of, of yourself as a candle. And remember that when candle lights another candle, your light doesn't go out. It only passes the light on and you can light as many candles as you possibly can, but your light will never go away. Mm -hmm. That stuck in my brain is like, that's what our job is. We, I think sometimes we, we worry about, oh, somebody's going to take this away or somebody's going to take that. Well, I, took all, I did all the work to be here. Why should I do this for others? They need to work hard to get there because I did. And I think we missed the opportunity to light another candle. And I think what you do and what Billy does and all the people that I've seen from your organization, I think that's what you guys do. You just light another candle every time you go and help people reimagine their own conferences, their own events. So I applaud you for what you do, man. Well, I appreciate it, Sangram. And it's fun because you've had, you've had an influence on our business because way back at the beginning when we got to meet for LeaderCast earlier this year, which was, that was this year. Yeah, that, that was that was earlier this year. You came by came by our office. You were one of the first people in our new studio for a, for one of the first events there, and you you started talking about like there's just events that just suck, and <laughs> that has that stuck with me, right? Like, I, like if you're paying money to put on an event for your employees or for your customers, and it's boring, they're gonna hate it. Yep. Like I would hate it. You would hate it. Right. So how do you walk in? That's and, and you saying that we finally created the tagline for elevate, which is create events. People love that's our tagline now because that is, that's the center of the bullseye for what we do. That's why we have 
So this is, we've got two monitor screens. I've got you on my laptop here. So we usually have a presenter here with keynote slides. And then if we're doing something like a Zoom, this is a completely separate camera angle. We'll have a big TV right here and we'll have everyone's faces on Zoom right here so that we can actually like interact with them. We'll say, hey, turn on your microphone and can you do this? And, and it's people are missing the engaging side of events. And that's what we're trying to do. So I love that. And yeah, thank you for what you've done and for allowing us to be in the peak community. You invited us way back when we've been there for a while now. So and, and if you guys don't know, Sean will do anything to create a great event, even jump in a pool with all these people. <laughs> you've seen it live. Yeah, we have a recording of that clip of you jumping in the pool. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, I don't have that here, but I do have two things. I've I, I don't have my I can put on this instead of a uh I've got my, my light necklace instead of the sweater. And then this is the good news gong in our office, right? So I can ring that because I really believe that 2021 is going to be full of good news right there. So the good news gong has been rung. Love that. man. Love That's that. awesome. Thank you. Thank you for jumping in live. Thanks, Ron. Awesome. My heart is like full right now. I mean, I, I actually, quite honestly, being very honest, I actually thought like, why are we doing this on the 29th? Like, what is the, what is the good reason for this? And I feel like this was, this was so good. This was like heartfelt. So well, then that, if that's the case, I'm taking credit for it. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> Daryl never takes credit. <laughs> awesome. So I know we're running up on time and Daryl has rented this place. So he owes money. Otherwise, people would be good. <laughs> I think they brought lunch in for you in the back. You're good. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. Although the movie's over, I'm kind of sad, but that's an aside. That yeah, that, that that actually is the reason why we have to shut it down because the movie is the reason why people were here anyway. Anyway, all I have to say is that I just want to want to thank all, everyone who joined in live and is so just supporting the live. Like we've been doing this. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is over. I think we did 102 lives this year, Crazy. which is just crazy to think about so there's a lot of you have been involved and been part of it so i want to thank you um judd like like let me just be honest like you being in my life has been really really cool this year quite frankly so it's more of those moments right now so thank you so much for being there for me all along and mike and dell i don't know how did judd and i was able to recruit you to run uh, and help us develop the cmo group and then lisa and kira and amber and jen now doing the emerging cmo in the peak community so if anybody wants to do it just hit any one of them or any one of us, and we'll support. But guys, I just want to say thank you for, for doing this and just being there all throughout this year. And the community is only ma making one request here, Sangram. I see it over and over again. They want more cowbell. More cowbell. More cowbell. Exactly. Well, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. All right. Let's end with one, uh, one takeaway for each one of us from this. Um, I, for me, big takeaway was I heard this over and over again, which was, and Gaurav actually pulled that together is like, we got all hit by, he said the word fear. Um, and I think in many conversations that people say, I think there was fear in people's hearts and minds as they rolled into this year. And they were like stopping and pausing. And, and the fact like remote won't work or this is not what who they are and forgot that this is one of their greatest opportunity to reimagine what their job is going to be. And the people who did that actually came out of that in a better, bigger way. So my biggest takeaway is that whenever life hits you bad and, and things are not going the way you plan, that just means God, God has another plan for you, which means you just need to figure out, don't stop and pause and just like lie there, but actually get up and move on 
And I think Lisa shared that as well when she talked about her career path and all. So my biggest takeaway from this is that don't let fear take over. Just go ahead and, and do be the best version of yourself. So that was that was big. So Judd, we'll start with you, Mike, and then Daryl, you bring us home. Judd, what was your one big take? So the biggest thing for me has been, and, and it's just this one word, togetherness. You know, in a time where the world kind of went haywire, we found a way to come together, support each other and grow, not just through P community, but all of us, all of us got to grow our relationships, support each other. And, and if we can continue with that, the way I've seen people support each other here today, support each other in the community, out on LinkedIn, out in the real world, I, I think we're in for a really, really good year, you know, in 2021. So that's my big takeaway. Love it. Mike? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm going to go uh, same church, different pew a little bit on this, Judd. Uh, so community for me, uh, and that's not to try to steal from Sangram's catchphrase here, but really from the comments that I saw as we were going through and the people that you guys can see on the screen, uh, you know, I had some ups and downs this year. And I can tell you, frankly, uh, I wouldn't have made it through without some of the folks on the screen right here. And so being able to lean on uh, not just community members, but friends that we've made through here has, has made 2020 something we could go through uh, and help launch into 2021. And so knowing that there is that community, if not peak something else, be able to, to go out there, find other folks that share your passion uh, and that will they'd be able to do anything to help you. Uh, I know it's made a world of difference for me. It's um, amazing how we're all coming to the same conclusion. And this is totally live and unscripted. We are designed to be in community. So why is that? You know, powers that be much smarter than I have said this to us for millennia. And it's because we need each other. So when you suffer from that imposter syndrome, you question yourself, you come here, make a confession, or maybe you're even too embarrassed to make a confession today. Look around you and see you're not alone. The things that you lament, the things that you second guess, the things that you beat yourself up for, we've all done. We're designed to work together, kids. Brothers and sisters, bring it home. Reach out to your colleagues. Reach out to your peers. Pick up the phone. Have a live conversation. And building what Sean said, moving forward, let's just not rebuild, but let's reimagine. I'm looking forward to an incredibly powerful peak community as we move forward together. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for making this a home run in 2020. If I could have any one highlight from this year, it was this. Thank you. You all made it possible. Thank you, folks. Thank you so much. All right, folks. See you next year. Next live. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.